Welcome to Sold for Soup. I'm Jen. And I'm Rich. Last week we started a nine-week series of episodes discussing the fruits of the Spirit. I just want to clarify and make sure that everyone understands that these are not fruits that we develop on our own. The fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of God's work in our lives when we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. What happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way the fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, which we discussed last week, that was love. Exuberance about life, which we're going to talk about this week. Joy. Serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things. A sense of compassion in our hearts. A conviction that basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Yeah, so like you said, this week we're talking about joy, that exuberance about life. And everyone is looking for joy. Marketing companies, they know this. Commercials on TV, on the radio, they promise the same product to us, joy. Want joy? Buy our hand cream. Want joy? Sleep on this mattress. You want joy? Eat at this restaurant. Drive this car. Wear this dress. Finding joy in your everyday routine and feeling an overall sense of happiness towards your life are two goals that a lot of people strive for, and sometimes they attain them. Just because you're happy today doesn't mean that you'll have the same feeling tomorrow, and that's okay. And I think it's important that we clarify the difference today between just being happy and having real joy in our lives. Yeah, I think joy causes rather than results from positive outcomes, such as healthy relationships and career success. You've heard people say, Anyone who says that money can't buy happiness didn't have any. But after a certain point, money can't buy happiness anymore. Unless, I think, unless it's spent on other people. Yeah, and the world promises us joy. But can it really deliver it? It might surprise you to know that joy is a big topic in the Bible. Simply put, God wants his children to be filled with joy. To experience a deep-seated, deep-rooted joy. The joy offered by God is way different than the one that's promised by car dealerships or wherever you love to shop. God is not interested in putting a temporary smile on your face. He actually wants to deposit a resilient hope in our hearts. Yes, let's look at what does the Bible say about joy? In Proverbs 17.22, it says that a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up our bones. Good medicine, right. So there was a study that showed making fun of and highlighting certain traits in a negative light can actually amplify those negative outcomes in a person. So the study specifically focused on aging. The study was out of Harvard University. They used negative words and thoughts surrounding aging, and then they used some positive words surrounding aging. And they had these volunteers that were 60 and over, and they had them press an up or down arrow on the keyboard every time a word was flashed on the computer monitor. They were showed some negative connotations about aging, like senile or incompetent. One group saw the negative connotations about aging, such as senile and incompetent. And then the other group saw terms like in a more positive light, like wise or alert. 
and the words were only visible for like a quick second, like tenth of a second. So they couldn't even necessarily read or comprehend them. But even so, they were shown those words. And then after that, the people that saw the negative words performed worse than the ones who were shown the positive words. Isn't that crazy? Negativity may become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We may not even be conscious that we've been exposed to negativity, which is crazy. And then on top of that, there's a lot of studies out there that have shown a person's emotional state can affect their physical health. So depression can worsen heart disease and stress can contribute to frequent colds and sickness. There was another study that monitored brain activity of people as they wrote about emotionally negative moments in their lives. They tracked the level of antibodies in their blood to discover how well their bodies reacted and were fighting a virus. And people with high electrical activity in their right prefrontal cortex when they were doing the writing exercise, which means they were having an emotional reaction to what they were writing, they had lower level of antibody response, meaning they had decreased immune reaction. So this is called psychoneuroimmunology. And by the way, this study was published in the Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences, if you want to look it up. Psychoneuroimmunology is a big word that just means that your emotional state and your nervous system and your immune system are all connected. Those studies and the things you were just talking about prove to us that true joy in our lives has a real impact on our health. Correct. If we really try, it can always fool people that we're happy. Joy is something that goes way deeper than our emotions. James 1, 2 through 3 says, Consider it pure joys, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. What the writer of James is saying is that even though in the midst of immense struggle, real joy can be something that is present in our lives. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's dig a little deeper. What is the difference between joy and happiness? Happiness and joy, they're similar, but they're actually quite different. The key point being that God promises us joy, but he's never promised us happiness. Yeah, happiness is great, but we can get happiness from a lot of earthly things. Joy, on the other hand, is a long-lasting state of being. Yeah, and happiness, as we are using it here, It's the positive emotional feeling or sense of well-being that derives primarily from external favorable circumstances. I could be extremely happy, and then 30 minutes later, I could be sad about something. It's the feeling one gets right after one receives the job he or she really wanted, or when the car starts after the third attempt, or when we find out that we've gotten a large tax refund. Since it's rooted in positive external factors, it's only temporary, and it's also fleeting. Joy is a deep soul level contentment and it's rooted in thankfulness to our creator. It's not based on external circumstances and it cannot be easily displaced by external changes. Indeed, a Christian can have deep and lasting joy in the midst of life's most difficult seasons. Staying positive or joyful, even when bad shit happens, for me is the result of my belief that there's always good and bad parts of life and these parts are equally real And good is not the absence of bad, but the presence of well-being and God-given purpose. Suffering is always going to be part of life. Joy is the ability to gain a better understanding of how to flourish or water your flowers and other people's flowers in the midst of suffering. If we're really going to identify and figure out this joy in our hearts, 
we've got to figure out a way to at least identify when things aren't just, they're not going all right. And we've got to be, I guess, transparent about that. So the words joy, rejoice, joyful, they appear a total of 430 times in the Bible, compared with the word happy or happiness, which only appears 10 times. So trials bringing joy, how is that happening? Is it realistic that both joy and grief can exist together then? Well, like you said before, Jen, suffering is a part of our lives. But God wants to greet our trials with a counterintuitive response. He wants to offer us joy. Francis Chan says, what God wants to do is not just make us happy. He wants to make us holy. He says he wants us to be mature, complete, not lacking anything, which means we're going to have to go through some stuff in order to get there. Look at what Paul says about trials in 2 Corinthians 6.10. Sorrowful, yet I'm always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet I possess everything. Yeah, Paul said he was sorrowful and at the same time still rejoicing. So to have joy in trials is not to deny our pain. It's simply to recognize the fact that our joy and our pain, as I kind of hinted to last week with the Rob Bass song, is something that can exist together. C.S. Lewis said, the very nature of joy makes nonsense of our common distinction between having and wanting. So how can we practice joy? Well, I think there's a lot of different ways that we can practice joy. If you're kind of wondering, where do I begin with this process? Keep a gratitude journal. Write down three things that you're thankful for, or even just think them in your head. But I think it's more effective even to write them down. One of the things I like to do is to remind myself that Although a day might be tough or a week, it will soon get better. We've got to savor the small victories in our lives, put change in our pockets. Yeah, we used to, I remember we used to ask the kids at the dinner table, what was your, you know, was the best part of, about today or, you know, what something good that happened? Cheers today. and jeers. Cheers and jeers. You can yeah. say something bad, you can say something good, right. but it's always good to focus on something good and not just focus on bad things that happen. And then don't downplay successes. Sometimes people have a success and they move on to the next thing because they're busy and we're, we're always running for the next thing. Don't, if you have a success, share it with your friend. Celebrate it. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point because there's a lot of stories in the Old Testament where the Israelites, even like when they crossed the Jordan River, the Lord told them to build basically a monument and they stack stones together in the Jordan River so that when they're children after their children would see that, they would say, what are those stones? What do they represent? And the point of that was that they would remember what God had done for them. Yeah. And then acts of kindness is always a great way to bring, that's how I bring myself joy, just a simple act of kindness. One of the things I do at my office lately is give someone a little coupon for a cup of coffee at the coffee shop. And that makes me joyful. And then you can celebrate those too, like I just did. You might feel like you're patting yourself on the back, but that's okay. This is joyful and it's inspiring for other people. And what about giving time or giving money to good causes? That's another way that we can bring joy into our lives and joy into other people's lives. Yeah. And don't give power to negativity or your negative thoughts. If you have a negative thought, just imagine the piece of paper and crumple it up and throw it in the trash. Or if you want to physically write something negative down and crumple it up and throw it in the trash, you could do that too. Train yourself to just shift your attention away from those negative thoughts and instead take time to focus on positive things. And it's really not a bad idea to surround yourself with people that are positive. That helps. That helps a lot. 
So what was your favorite thing about this last week? So our daughter did have a little accident and we had to get a new car. So we got a new car this week. So that's fun. And what was your favorite part about this week, Rich? So I got to spend the whole week with my mom, which was very nice since she lives most of the year in Florida. And then we got to celebrate Mother's Day with you, Jen. Yay. And you've done an amazing job raising our kids. And every time we're out and about, I'm very proud to be your husband. Oh, I'll celebrate that. So we continue our series over the next several weeks on the fruits of the Spirit. And if you're not following us on our socials, do so today. So our socials are Sold for Soup on Twitter, Sold for Soup on Instagram, and then of course our website, soldforsoup.com. We just want to encourage everyone to take a deep breath. Remember that you have so much to be thankful for. Find your joy and go get healthy. Peace out. Thank you.